0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. 105 in Edmonton. You
1: got Cam Moon. You got Cody Jansen. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can call us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. 780-496-0063. That's also the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street and 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday. If you want to get us on Twitter, it's at OilersNow and at Janner on PXP. That's how you can find us. Absolutely. This is is a great pleasure to bring on uh, a former NHL player and uh, now media icon i would say uh the work that he's done in on sportsnet uh, pittsburgh penguins radio and television and and you name it um colby armstrong joining us Uh, colby hey thanks for doing this
0: mooner it's a pleasure to talk to the uh the brains the voice the body of the edmonton oilers (laughs) cam moon
1: unbelievable Pretty early in the day pleasure. to be drinking, Army. That's all <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> pretty early. I got the dad bond rolling pretty good, buddy. <laughs> so,
1: I appreciate a good one when I see it. Okay. Uh, hey, <laughs> you. You're, you're way off. You were. Uh, you were busy at the the draft. You were uh, you were doing oh. the NHL draft live with Steve Dangle. Tell me about that.
0: Oh, man, unbelievable. Yeah, I think it was like three and a half hours on YouTube, straight, no commercial breaks. Uh, I've kind of worked with Steve Dangle previously, like a little bit in passing, and... Uh, It's kind of cool to see him around, you know, the studio and doing some different things as he's such a, you know, he's so huge on, uh, on the internet and on YouTube and on all the different feeds that he, he provides. But uh, we didn't go to the bathroom once, Mooner, not one bathroom break in three and a half hours live, all the prospects. I called it the no stream live stream, (laughs) Uh, something I kind of, I came up with, but uh, yeah, they kind of had us down in the bowels at the arena on the draft just off the draft floor uh, and i had no clue how it was going to go it was honestly so much fun uh, from owners of teams, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer to Jeff Molson, like kind of w- running by and waving hello, um, you know, to, to newly drafted players, to Chris Letang, who just recently signed a new deal at the time with the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, coming by. Like, it was so cool. It was it was so much fun. It was rapid fire, and uh, it was really cool, like, I guess, alternative stream to, like, what you normally get on TV, and then, you know, being along with Steve Dangle and what he brings – also with you know his following and um his personality was awesome it was so fun
1: was there direction to it or were you guys flying by the seat of your pants
0: yeah there was a little bit of direction like i knew we could jump in like to the tv feed at times when that was going to happen when that wasn't i wasn't sure of course montreal massive explosion out of the gates of the draft um so yeah it is kind of it is kind of by the seat of your pants i'm not gonna lie which i find to be actually pretty um refreshing. Yes. You know, it's refreshing and you know, being in T V studio everything's fairly uh um structured and 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 planned as you have to get to commercial breaks at the right time and you can only be on for so long and you know th- that format is just so much more wide open and and freewheeling and it's kind of like whatever happens happens dangle i got the sense was kind of got a little bit po'd with me because i <laughs> at one point i i got up from the live stream and left him hanging live on the street with like i went to say hi to some friends because like the the draft honestly is the coolest thing i saw bryce tolma there wow x red your rebel ex teammate of mine he's scouting uh uh, I believe for Detroit. I saw uh, Jesse Wallen with him as well, uh, ex-head coach of the Red Deer Rebels, an ex-player and uh, scout for Detroit as well. Uh, I just ran into so many people that from junior to pro to everything, guys involved, guys I played against, guys I played with that are still involved in hockey, whether it's scouting, player development, and so on and so on, uh, it's it's kind of the, the big deal, big dog event. And uh, I've never been to a draft except for my own draft back in 2001, so this was like my first time kind of experiencing that it was just really really fun I had, I had a blast my brother was there also he's the assistant coach for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms with part of the the, the Flyers organization which is kind of weird I live in Pittsburgh and do stuff for the Penguins now and he's the Flyers guy so it's you know there's a little bit of a rivalry there of course but it's um it was it was just an awesome event that's like the NHL I think cool like hockey guy
1: event i gotta say like everyone everyone's there so it was, it was really neat to experience colby armstrong our guest. Uh, colby take me back to that 2001 draft uh, you had a a 78 oh, point season I, the the team went to the whl final in 01 lost to the Kootenay ice Uh yeah, or no, sorry. Two thousand and one was the Memorial Cup season. It was the next yeah, season they yeah. lost to the Kootenai in two thousand and two. That's yeah. right. Uh, so it was after the the Memorial Cup season. Um, what what was that like for you? Like, what what do you remember from that? Uh,
0: well, if you can remember, because of course you were a radio guy and call all our games on our run to the Memorial Cup. But it was like I'd never really flown on a plane before. I think I think going to Portland for the Western Hockey League final was like maybe the first time i'd ever flown i believe in my life so that was something else to do be able to do that um and then the next time i flew was to toronto for central scouting testing right after we won the memorial cup i had to leave you know the post-season festivities with billet families and fans and our team to go do that so that was like the second time that i'd flown and then so the third time was i'd never been on a plane with my mom and dad Uh, We flew down to Florida. It was where the Panthers are in South Florida. And, I mean, it was awesome. I swam in the ocean for the first time when I was there. I swam in the ocean (laughs) the day before the draft uh, with Warren Reichel after I finished doing uh, the Phoenix Coyotes then, of course, the Arizona Coyotes now uh, interview. So I had to do the Washington Capitals and Arizona Coyotes interviews uh, the day before the draft, which were kind of extra on top of everything. You know, sometimes they do that. And anyways, I I mentioned to them in my interview that I'd never like been in the ocean before. I've never swam in the ocean. And Warren Reichel, ex-player scout, then was like, "Dude, you got to go in the like. We're taking you swimming." I'm like, "Yeah, I would love to. Let's go." So I went down. I got a pair of trunks. I was <laughs> got a pair of trunks from Warren Reichel. Like I was a toothpick skinny kid. You know, you can imagine how hard I had to pull on that drawstring. Oh, you had Warren to cinch him up. Oh, hey, oh, cinch tight like tackle a belt. Old school tackle a belt cinch and went in the ocean for the first time with him and then he bought me a milkshake after it was like amazing i was like this is awesome i'm like phoenix is drafting me for sure and uh (laughs) maybe that was just enough for them to see my body and go not a chance we're taking this toothpick kid he looks like the trainer's son uh and move on but uh yeah that was that was a heck of an experience to be there with my family go up on stage and then you know what is it what are we now? Twenty years later, twenty one years yeah. later to be at the draft in Montreal and you know, see these kids. It was so funny, like that Slavkovsky kid. I did a thing at the Combine Mooner in Buffalo and Slavkovsky comes in, of course, a really big man, uh, you know, big kid, I guess. He's built like like he's built, like he's a big dude. Uh for him to go first. But when I saw him at the draft combine in Buffalo, he had braces. Like he must oh, have come on. <laughs> he got his braces off somewhere between the combine and the draft. I thought it was so funny. I'm like, this kid like ranked like top three at the time, you know there was you know who speculation of who was going to go first, second, third, all this stuff. But it was like it just shows how young they are, right? It's uh, you forget kind of you look at him and go, wow, this is a you know massive kid, okay? And then he smiles and he's got braces on still. So it was, it was interesting to see he got his braces off, and he, of course you know the big move by Montreal to go first overall, then all the trades that happened. But uh, you know it kind of flashes you back 21 years later to going, man, I was just like a young kid, like I could have had braces. You I did have braces previous to that as well. But it, was a, it was a cool cool experience for me personally when I got drafted and even doing it again 21 years later just to be there.
1: Colby Armstrong, our guest. I'm guessing you were really good, though, at, in the uh, the interview process prior to the I draft read, as a player.
0: Yeah, I, I, I thought I was pretty good. I, I don't I would think so. I, I mean, the questions were kind of all over the place from hockey questions to just like – you know, person for you know personal preferences uh, you know your um, ideas of things or, or whatever. I, I had really good interviews actually with the Oilers and talk about like a star-studded interview to go into. Um, you know, late Dave Samenko was in there, it was the first guy that you notice right away, just a behemoth of a man. Uh, and then it was just like the, the brass all the way down. It's just like people you've seen on T V your whole life and when Stanley Cups and like it was honestly incredible. There's probably like twelve guys in there too, which is super intimidating, but at the same time it was like, Man, this is amazing but I had it I had a great they they love the fact that that I used to figure skate too. They were they were they really loved it and uh, were asking me questions all about that cuz I did figure skate from like the ages of from like 9 to 12 years old around that age. So um, yeah, the interviewing process is something else. Yeah, I I remember I the Pittsburgh interview cuz it's it's what I remember cuz I don't really remember too much. You know, when I got drafted to Pittsburgh Mooner, if you would ask me, like, did you see that coming? Which we did ask some of the guys on this YouTube live stream that we did. And it's like, no, because you kind of pick out some things from each interview that you remember. But I remember my Pittsburgh interview in particular because it was super casual, but they were like hey relax you want to take because i was wearing like a remember the suits that Sutsi bought us back in the day from yes milano milano for men yeah, i still wear mine but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah <you'd> still. Wear... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a
0: pants and then a shirt and then a jacket i think that's what it was. it was yeah maybe a tie but we all had matching the same everything i was wearing that to the to the draft and i didn't want to take I, I was told to wear a suit look professional you know and i was like okay and it's in the summer so was like sweating and you're going in room to room so i remember pittsburgh guys greg malone who ended up playing with his son um, was the head scout. He's like, hey, you take off your jacket, you know, just relax. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. And he was like, no, no, just relax. They're trying to get me to like relax. But the reason why I didn't want to take off my jacket, because after, you know, he did convince me to take off my jacket,
1: my back was completely drenched <laughs> with like nervous sweat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Two big frisbees <laughs> under your arms. <laughs> oh, just pie plates just yeah. ripping under
0: the pit. <laughs> Uh, and that's what like stuck out in my head in the interview process about her. So it is, it is a pretty unique, cool thing to say that you did that, but it's weird, the things that stick out when, when, when you're thinking about it, that, that you kind of remember.
1: Colby Armstrong is our guest. Colby, I had, uh, uh Jim Vandermeer on yesterday and, and Matt uh, Fraser yeah. on the day before, and I asked both those guys about their their first game in the NHL. And and for you, I mean, you you put some years in the American Hockey League under your belt, and, and then in '0506 you get your first uh, your first NHL games. Mm-hmm. But the first one, like, give me the give me the story on the call up, and then, and then like the game. Tell me all about it. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it was like including the lockout season. So like three and a half
0: years in the American league pretty much at this time to my call up, but we had a game. I forget where we were playing, um, the night of my call up, but, um, it could have been something crazy, Mooner. Like I kind of forget it was like maybe cause you know, the American league, it's like you play three games in four nights. So I, it was, it was on a Friday night maybe, or a, I'm kind of confused, but it was just after Christmas. So actually my family, my sister and my parents were down visiting over the holidays. Um, And so it actually turned out to be pretty good where I could, like, kind of break the news to them. but I played the American league game that night. And then after the game got called in, Hey, you're getting called up after all this time. I never played a game yet. Three and a half years, former first round pick, like, Oh my God, I'm getting my chance. This is amazing. Um, You know, but then at the same time, I'm thinking, why the hell are you telling me this now why didn't you tell me before the game why did you let me play in that game mind you i did have two goals and two assists that's how i went out of the american league But like i could have got hurt booner yeah. what if i would have like got hurt and then the call-up is just like rescinded because of the injury so I, you know after i'm kind of thinking about that because i was told after the game meanwhile they knew prior to that that they were going to give me this chance and call me up which was crazy so uh that's what i found out but it was again get- the next day i flew out in the morning me and max talbot were were. he was a recall i was called up for the first time we went up at like 7 a.m flight from wilkesbury on like a little puddle jumper plane into pittsburgh no pregame skate barely pregame nap we we're playing marty broder and the new jersey devils that night um at at the old igloo uh here in pittsburgh and i just remember doing a, a ton of penalty killing which was really cool and i made one fatal mistake well not it didn't turn out to be fatal but almost fatal mistake in just not understanding how good some of these guys are mooner and your next goalie you'll appreciate this on a penalty kill i kind of got the puck up ice through the neutral zone buying time then instead of just like flopping it in on the net i decided to like shoot a like a long range bad angle bomb as i entered the, the the blue line and then go for a line change. Well, it's Marty Brodeur, right? So I, I, I just slapped one in on Marty Brodeur, and he does like a chick save pass, like old-school foot kick move, and like punts it up to the far blue line as we're trying to change. <laughs> we're trying to change, and it's like, hey, like, kids, like, wake up. You don't just dump it in on Marty Brodeur on a penalty kill when we're trying to get a line change. Like, lesson learned. I've never played against anyone that was more – unpredictable probably in their position that in the goaltending position than Marty Broder but it was so cool to play against the devils cuz at that time right you know 2000 early 2000s they they had these like juggernaut defensive shutdown teams with Marty Broder and we're winning cups and stuff so it was it was really cool to, to you know Get a chance to shoot on him and play against some of the stars that were of those New Jersey Devil teams.
1: Well, they're not shutting you down. Not with two and two in your last game in the AHL. <laughs> I was coming in hot. Mooner. You're coming in hot. <laughs> Colby Armstrong, yeah. our guest. And when you first went up to the to the Penguins, you, you, it seemed like you really struck up a, a good friendship with with Sidney Crosby that exists to this day. Tell me about that relationship.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because. Uh, I think you have to get to, like, the 10-game threshold to be, like, I forget what the rule was, but I was, I was kind of hovering around there, and I'd been playing on the fourth line, um, you know, initially getting called up, and, you know, fourth-line minutes and penalty kill majority of the time. To, you know, one game near the end, like game 9, 10, or 11, I got uh, put on on a power play, scored my first goal, and then got bumped up on a line with Sidney Crosby and Ziggy Palfi, And, you know, kind of midway through that, time I got all of a sudden just thrust into a hotel room with with Sid like we were roommates out of nowhere I'm like how did I end up here how did this happen I'm, I'm like you know I go from playing my first game to like hoping I can stick for a number of games you don't know what's coming your way to now getting pushed into a room with Sidney Crosby out of nowhere if you collect your keys at the front desk and go up and there he is sitting in there so he was just 18 but that's how it started and I got to play with him on a line that year and uh, found some chemistry with him and, and you know, friendship, of course, uh, spending time with him and uh, hanging out all the time, going to Steelers games and, um, you know, a bunch of different stuff. So he was great, man. Like I was older, I was like 23, Mooner, um, and I learned so much from him. It's crazy. He's 18 years old, but just to, you know, hang out with him quietly in the hotel room and pick his brain about different things hockey analysis or what he's thinking in certain situations and then having the chance to go out on the ice and play next to him when you know you're playing with a player that's that electric as you know you and oilers fans get to see what mcdavid or dry are able to do and i'm sure you hear it from guys that you know are able to you know have the privilege and also skill set to play with really good players it's just awesome to be in the fire with them and be around the excitement and be around the media and be around you know all eyes on you all the time there's like a certain energy that goes with it so i absolutely loved it i still talk to him to this day just text with him today, and um, yeah, just a, just a great guy, great hockey player, really great person, and, and a good friend. So it's worked out, you know, awesome to you know kind of be around firsthand and see everything that he went through, especially his first year, which was pretty crazy and probably the same as McDavid's first year. You know, to be honest
1: yeah Colby Armstrong's our guest uh, you do work with Sportsnet you you do stuff with Penguins TV yeah. radio you name it uh, I know this year when when we came through Pittsburgh uh, Tia, or uh, it was Sportsnet that have you have you do uh, some interviews with yeah with Connor and Leon and Mike Smith and Tyson Berry uh, yeah, tell me about that experience
0: yeah that's so cool like I, I know doing it previously it's kind of nerve-wracking to do the interview process like You know, sometimes I feel like a question is simple, and I'm like, I kind of know the answer to that question before you ask it. So it's challenging a little bit to wrap your brain around it. But honestly, I've enjoyed it, and I feel like I have a good rapport with the players. Chill, even though I'm kind of getting older, but um, it's a lot of fun to hang out with them and, and be out of the studio and be able to sit down with them. Of course, the last few years, Mooners, you know, with, with COVID has been, uh, you know, tough to get face-to-face interviews. But that was near the end of the year and heading into the playoffs with so an exciting team, new coaching in, in Edmonton. And they were on a little bit of a tear heading into the playoffs. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something new something that i like not so much doing the hockey analysis and mostly doing just like personality driven fun um hockey interviews with players that i that i you know love watching too like these guys it's awesome like like the mike smith interview i felt like was one of the best interviews i have that guy's an absolute beauty just a great guy and his interview is so honest and open and funny um it's it's been honestly so cool some of the stuff now that sportsnet has me is having me do in the digital side with the you know live streams to interviews um to even some commercials i was hanging out with those on the bench guys uh the other day i did a nerf commercial which was super super uh, so some of the stuff I'm getting to do is is pretty wild, but I, I never thought if you asked me a few years ago what I'd be doing post career that this would be it, but it's 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 been amazing. I've got to do some cool stuff and meet you know the players and some really great guys and sit down face to face and uh, talk to them. So that was that was a thrill for me. Leon and Connor interview together uh, just before the playoffs started. So uh, amazing, amazing uh, job I have. I'm pretty lucky.
1: Nerf commercial, like what, like the Nerf football like the basketball blasters the blasters oh the blasters blasters. yeah so wow you're big time
0: yeah yeah i'm one of those nerf dads you know you got to get her going so it was uh yeah it was it it was it's crazy i get to do some of the stuff like branded content uh all this different kind of stuff uh is uh you know up my wheelhouse now with the with this job so it's uh it's pretty fun maybe maybe i'll do something with like leon and connor in regards to that, I don't know. We get this. We got to get these uh, companies on the horn here. If they, if they need some help with it. I can help them. You know, you I, can. Uh, like, do they have representation, Mooner? I don't know. <laughs> I like, don't know. Do we'll, g-
1: we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I overstepping my boundaries right now? I think hey, so. If you don't ask, you don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Wait, buddy. Will, will you be doing stuff uh, with the Penguins this upcoming season?
0: Yeah, so I'm working on that. I think all my contracts are kind of expired at the end of the summer, and I'm working to get all those things back going, but it looks like I'll be doing that again, radio, TV, uh, and even some digital stuff here that's kind of been implemented with the Penguins that I'm working towards. So I'll be here. I live here. I've got four kids, Mooner. I love living in Pittsburgh. Honestly, it's awesome. Great place to raise family and just real simple life. Uh, and it's—and the Penguins are, are still treating me and my family really, really well. So i'm looking forward to the season of course there was lots of speculation around what would happen with malkin and Latang and kind of their core group and everything seeming to settle in and uh, they're over the cap a little bit of course like probably most teams right now it's so hard to manage that damn cap isn't it we get rid of the cap let's get rid of the cap <laughs> but uh yeah i'm looking forward to it summer's winding to a halt here right away and i'm sure you are Sipping on tea and uh, getting the vocal cords all ready to go for another exciting year of Oilers hockey. Am I right, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm sipping on something, that's for sure. A <laughs> couple chilly ones, I bet. Whatever yeah. it takes. It was great to yeah. see you in Pittsburgh. Got to meet your lovely wife. You have way kicked yeah. your coverage, by the way. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's You're out no over doubt. your skis, as they say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I this... will not deny it. Okay. Yeah. Well, at I'm least you lucky. know.
1: That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> colby it's been fun thanks for doing this
0: mooner love you buddy proud of you uh thanks for having me on great chat with you bud
1: you're the best there you go colby armstrong he is uh, he is a media icon now he is uh busy with pittsburgh penguin stuff uh, things for sports you you name it you see him all over the place uh, former nhl player and an absolute beauty Oh, we blew right through a break. So we, we need to take one now. Coming up next, the uh, Global News Weather and Traffic Update with Rhea LaHou. This is Oilers Now on six thirty Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty Chad.